Welcome back to Tomorrow's Office Talk, Episode 6, where we give our NFL Week 3 picks and predict a possible tie. We also dive in a little bit to the PLL and their championship weekend coming up. Dude, I'm just going to start this one off by saying I'm over these Giants. They fucking suck. I know the Niners are a good team. So last night, San Francisco wins 30-12 to over the Giants. We kind of talked previously about like Josh Allen giving him a pass when he has those really bad games. Danny Dimes like just isn't good. You know what I'm saying? He has His good games are like four times a year. And he's paid as a good quarterback. I do agree with that. Um, but I don't think his expectations are as high as... Um, fuck, you just said his name. What the fuck? Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen, my bad. Uh, I don't think his expe- expectations are as high. I think he was overpaid. I also think he doesn't have the support system around him. Like, they traded for Darren Waller. To me, Darren Waller has been overrated ever since he had the money. Like, he had that one good season. Then they pay him. I've never seen him again. I've never seen the guy again. Like, he's supposed to be reliable, a reliable tight end, like one of the top tight ends in the league. I mean, what did, what did he have last night? Like, he didn't have over 30 yards, I don't think. I will say he is leading tight ends in yards. As of now? As of now. I don't think that's – whoa. Yeah, I saw the stat last night. I it, it was probably before this game actually, um, because if you pin him ahead, obviously it won't really count. No one else played, but going into this game, he mm-hmm. did have the most yards out of any tight end. I don't believe that a second. I want to see that. You want to see and that? I want to see who's next. Okay, you keep going while I look this up. Maybe no. go on a rant about something here. No, you take your time. We're waiting for you, man. Because Darren Waller is not reliable to me. Um, Darius Slate, Darius Slayton, Slayton, I'll give him his credit last night. He did his thing, although they, they took the L. 49ers, that's just a tough team. They're Super Bowl favorites. Debo Samuel went off. Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy's 8-0 and in his starts. Like, how fucking... Okay, I got the stats pulled up. Darren Wallace actually tied for first. Okay. With, kind of a shocker, Noah Fant. Noah Fant? Yep, and then behind them is Hunter Henry... And then Evan Ingram. What are those yards? So Waller and Fant both have 112 yards. Hunter Henry, 108. Evan Ingram, 106. Okay. So he kind of is his most reliable target as of right now. I know they are, I mean, they made a lot of moves this offseason. They drafted Jalen Hyatt, who I was actually really high on. He was from Tennessee, I believe. They also picked up Paris Campbell from the Colts. I've loved that guy since he got drafted. I think a lot of injuries has kind of hurt his career, especially his chances with staying on the Colts. Uh, he currently is healthy, but when, I, when I've when i watched the Giants play, he's a guy I focus on. He wears zero. And I kind of feel like either he's not to his full health or they're not really using him how they should. Like he's a really speedy, speedy wide receiver. And I feel like I'm watching him go for like sideline catches. Like that's... I mean, this may come down to the Giants in general just sucking. Maybe it's the coaching. Maybe it's what they put together. But in, in general, they do suck. 
I do think I do think it's funny that the ball, the Giants head coach, goes from the number one coach, one coach of the year last year, to getting blown out by forty your first game. I or in the Cowboys game, whatever if that was first or second game, can't remember. But I just think that I do think the team sucks, but also I do think he was overpaid. Daniel Jones was overpaid. But it's like, who else could you have paid? Or do you just go find a a player in the draft, another player in the draft? I feel like you find another player in the draft. I mean, last night, don't get me wrong, the Niners are a very good team. If if they're not the favorite in the NFC, it's probably between them, the Eagles, maybe the Cowboys, but we all know how they play in the postseason. Mm -hmm. They're very, very good. But last night he went 22 for 30. He completed 22 of 32 passes. 137 yards. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure how you complete 22 passes and get 137 yards and then an interception. Like, that's that's pretty bad. I mean, that that defense is coming at you. I mean, one play, Nick Bosa is getting blocked by a tight end on the edge of the goal line. Like, what the fuck are, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, I mean, that kind of comes down to coaching then, right? Because yeah. you call that yes. play, you line him up against Nick Bosa. Yes. That is an absolute... Terrible call. I mean, that tight end, I don't even know. I know it was the backup tight end, but he, I mean, he just whiffed on the block. It's like he probably showed effort for film when they go look at it in film room. I'm not putting him back out there to block any fucking body. No, absolutely not. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if it's like certified, but there's there's definitely a few QBs I'm kind of a hater of. And Danny Dimes, the past few years, I've kind of been a hater of him. I mean, he... He is the Lamar Jackson that everyone expected Lamar to be. All the Lamar haters when he first okay, came in the yes, season. I get it. Where he's like, Oh, he's a running back, he can't throw. That's that's kinda that's kinda Danny Dimes. I think he has good decision making. Like over the past four years, his decision making is what got him paid. Um I just I don't know. I would have to look more into it. Yeah, I mean Anyone listening right now, just look up Daniel Jones' stats over the past years. I, I don't know if he's finished a season with more than 20 touchdowns. And I'm not even, like, exaggerating. I'm pretty sure he hasn't. That's yeah, that's really bad. Man, he is overpaid. On the flip side of it, Brock Purdy kind of had himself a career night. I, it's funny because it's, like, it's also – it was against the Giants who, yep. in my opinion, are one of the worst teams in the NFL. They barely beat the Cardinals. Congrats, he came back against the worst team in the NFL. Uh, he had hundred or 310 yards and two touchdowns. He went crazy. I mean, Debo looked like Debo, and that was impressive. Ayuk was out. So, Ayuk Debo – I mean, Debo steps up Ayuk in or out, but he definitely had to step up then to take some of the weight off of McCaffrey. I mean, McCaffrey was going crazy too, but he's just been on a tear. Yeah, one stat that is kind of really crazy to think about for him, he's had at least one touchdown in the past 12 games. 12 games, yeah. That is so that's like he's, really impressive. He's a workhorse. Yeah. You, you're going to win the game if he scores. You're going to win the game if he gets the ball. So just give him the ball. Yeah, it, throw it to him, hand it to him. Find a way to get the ball in his hand. Yes. Make then, sure he get his touches. You, then you got Debo. And obviously, Ayuk was out, but you normally have Ayuk out there. Mm-hmm. George Kittle, I think, stepped he, up. I think he stepped up in a big way yeah. for this. And I'm pretty sure we even talked about it like an episode or two ago, talking about Kittle. And like he's kind of like that player um, where he'll do really good when someone gets injured. 
which is kind of like an unfortunate thing, but like that's when he gets those looks, and he's he's pretty clutch with it too. He's a team player. Yeah. Um, he was inter- he was interviewed last night um, in the post game interview, and I can just tell how much of a team player he is. He's always smiling, having a good time, even if his numbers are declining, his touches are declining. He's a team player. He wants to win. He'll yeah. do if he has to lay back and you know just do his play his role. He's good. Yeah, no, it's. I do always get a little worried though when he gets hit, because he. I mean, I think it's fair to say he he is kind of injury prone. I think at this rate, it's fair to say it. Maybe that kind of has to do with how hard he does play, because like with those blocks, he he goes into those blocks. He's very physical. Yeah, he's very very physical. He'll try to catch anything thrown at him, even his his body on the line. Very team player. I mean, he's just an electric tight end to watch. Definitely throughout all the tape. But, I mean, Niners are going to keep rolling. They're, like I said, if they're not the favorite in the NFC, they're definitely one of the favorites and probably one of the favorites for the Super Bowl. I can safely assume they're one of the favorites for they're, the Super Bowl. They're the number one favorite for the Super Bowl right now. I mean, you still are going to have your Cowboys favorites. I think, to me, I think the Cowboys are like the NFL's team. Like, the NFL loves the Cowboys. Yeah, they push them hard. Yeah. Um, but I still have 49ers over them. With I feel, staying healthy, obviously. Yeah, that, that's going to be the biggest thing. And we've seen all the injuries happening in the league so far. So, yeah. I mean, when it comes to the playoff time, we might be seeing a lot of different teams just because they're healthy. Right. That alone can carry you into a playoff game. Yeah. Your best ability is availability. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap that one up, though, because that was kind of a slaughter fest. And, I mean, that's kind of what we expected, too. It. I went to sleep actually at halftime and woke up and like this is almost the exact score I would have pictured, thirty to twelve. But let's go ahead and get into our predictions for week three. We're gonna go starting with the Sunday games and the first Sunday game is the Colts at the Ravens. Obviously, I'm always gonna be biased during this. Uh, we don't have Anthony Richardson, which is a huge blow. We do have Minshew, which I think in the moment the odds don't change too much for the Colts, whether to win or lose for that, because Minshew still does have that veteran presence. He He's really good with decision-making. His arm's not really anything crazy, but he'll kind of just kill you with, like, a thousand paper cuts type of thing. He's going to dink and dunk. He's going to make those right calls. Doesn't really turn the ball over. And then on the other side, you also got the Ravens, who are they're pretty beat up, too. I, I will say the Colts are also missing their starting center, so that's also a pretty crucial part of it. On the bright side, Minshew start uh, practicing with the twos for the most of the the preseason and mm-hmm. going into this. That that is his center he practiced with. Yeah, a little bit of a bright side to it. Um, I I do have the Raven, Ravens winning this one, but I think it's going to be really close. And quite frankly, it would not surprise me if the Colts win this. Yeah, big, biggest thing you lose um, with Richardson out is your dual threat, Minshew in there. Very accurate quarterback, but he's he's gonna do your do his he's gonna do his job like what you need a quarterback to do. He's not gonna give you the flashy plays. He's gonna put the ball on you, and I and I think that is gonna be tough because it seems like the Colts rely on Richardson to score. Some or if it's not, I'm not gonna say the Colts rely on him to score. I think. Sometimes Richardson involves himself, like he applies himself in the scoring. I think they're also like 
building this offense around him. Yeah. And his legs is part of his game. Yeah. Like, I think it was the offensive coordinator came out for them, like, last week. They're like, part of his game will always involve running. That is what's going to make him a good quarterback. Yep. It's not going to be just the one-dimensional sit there and throw it. We can use his legs, so we're going to use his legs. Yeah. you got, And also, you have to be careful with that. Yeah. The longevity aspect of it. I mean, do you want him around long enough? Because him having this concussion, I mean, those add up. And I, I just think concussions are scary, although they just happen so often. They happen so often, it's like we're downplaying it. But just any type of concussion, I just, I'm just scared for that person. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a serious thing. And th- I think that's kind of part of the reason they ruled him out. Like, why rush him back for right. this when, like I said, I, I don't think the difference between the two, Minshew and Richardson, is really crazy right now. And obviously, you want to build your quarterback, but you don't want to build him at the extent of him getting another concussion, Definitely. like back-to-back. You don't want a two-way incident happening. Um, and I think the biggest part is going to be him learning how to take those hits yeah, and just kind of knowing when to take them, when not to, and kind of that way. Because I, I do agree, I don't think they should take his running game out of it because you're taking away half of his skills. Like, there's no point. That's like if they're like, yeah, Lamar really shouldn't just run anymore, like – they should just keep him in the pocket. Don't run him. For sure. Yeah. But Lamar's gotten really good at knowing when to go down, taking those hits. And that it, Richardson's young. He's 21. Like, it's going to take some time to develop and learn that. And Definitely. hopefully nothing serious happens while he's learning it. And he kind of protects himself a little bit more. Uh, there is another aspect of this game that a lot of people probably won't even know about until the game starts. They're about to get hit with, like, a monsoon during this game. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Like, I got some... Uh, co-workers actually yeah one of my co-workers told me he's going to the game and I told him wear a poncho man I'm, I'm still watching the game I don't know if you're still going but I would go just wear a poncho but I don't know how much that would impact the um, the play of the Ravens because I think Lamar Jackson can make something out of nothing like I've seen him in many games make something out of nothing I think it's going to make it like kind of a dirty, gritty game, which could kind of help the cult even more, in my opinion. And I don't, I don't think it'll be anything against Lamar. I think if it's actually like a monsoon, people, someone's going to fumble. Like that's going to happen. People will probably throw interceptions because the ball's just soaked. It's, it's going to be weird. Okay. It's, and I'm kind of interested in the extent of the monsoon. Wait, that's question there. What the fuck's a monsoon? It's just downpour. Like okay. it's pretty much just like a centered downpour of just heavy, heavy rain. Okay, that's. I was thinking just a bunch of rain. Yeah, it's just like monsoon like does thick, sound cooler, like okay. real thick rain, pretty much. Okay. Um, so I, I'm definitely curious if it's gonna hit it like they're saying it's gonna hit it. Quite frankly, I would rather them just play, not in the rain, because I always get worried about injuries in the rain too. I don't want either team going through any more injuries. Like yeah. it's not. I don't know. I'd, I'm tired of injuries at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm already tired of injuries. I'd rather, like, I. I'd, it's hard to say like the Colts might have an advantage going into it with the rain or at least have a advantage to make it close. But I don't know. I just get scared of injuries too. Um, Definitely. But, I mean, the Ra- the Ravens, I'm curious to see how consistent they say with this because I think they were pretty consistent with the first two games. They probably should have put up more points against Houston, but that was week one and things are weird week one. Uh, and then you have this where it's going to rain pretty heavily. So they don't have OBJ. They still don't have Marlon. Uh, Justin Hill, he's out. I think their center and their tackle's out too. So 
a lot of people will probably say Ravens win by like 10. I I think this game's going to be pretty close. Yeah, I just think anytime you have Lamar Jackson, this is me being an unbiased football guy. Anytime you have Lamar Jackson, your chances of winning is higher. Just depends on what Lamar Jackson you get out there because he yeah. can stink it. Like, I don't know, especially in the rain. I, I don't know how he plays in the rain. Yeah, I mean, it could be slipping aside and all over yeah. the place, and that kind of would take his run game away, which could kind of benefit the Colts because Minshew's not necessarily a guy who's going to scramble for anything crazy. Like yeah. he, He's a pass first, then run. Lamar, I feel like he's more 50-50, which is good. Yeah. But I'm curious to see if he takes off run, if he slips early. Like, Do they have to kind of take that part of their game out right away? That would be, it'll change a lot. I do have the Ravens winning, though, and I like I said before, I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts get a win here either. Okay. Moving on to the next one, we got Titans at the Browns. This is this one's weird for me. I feel like the, the Titans lost week one against the Saints where Tannehill threw three interceptions, and then they come back and beat the Chargers while the Chargers are on this weird losing streak of just losing all these super close games for absolutely no reason. I, I can't get a gauge on the Titans, like, at all. And then Browns kind of did a similar thing. They go out there, they beat the Bengals, who, you know, are AFC favorite to start the year at the very least. And then they come out and lose to the Steelers, but that's also a division kind of rival thing. They, both these teams are just so, like, I don't know, it's, it's so hard to gauge. Well, the Titans, speaking on the Titans, they're just, to me, inconsistent. If – if it's not the Titans being inconsistent, it's definitely Tannehill. You never know what you'll get, you know, week to week from Tannehill. Like, I rarely see this guy play consistent, but he has Derrick Henry behind him who can take on he, – he can take on the game. You know, you give it to him 25 times a game, your odds of winning are higher. So I don't think you keep the ball in Tannehill's hands. Now you then question why have Tannehill back there if you don't trust him. That's a different story. Because I don't trust him. Yeah, I don't even think Titan fans really trust him. Yeah. I got a buddy who's a Titans fan. He he doesn't even trust him. He said he's just kind of over it at this rate. Yeah, just wait until something happens at this point if you're a Titans fan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to pick the Browns on this one because I think the teams are somewhat similar in some ways. But I think the Titans have a worse, like, defense. And I think the Browns are going to kind of try to get some kind of offensive bounce back, especially after pretty much getting destroyed against the Steelers. I'm also curious um, how quickly did they try to use Kareem Hunt? Yeah, I, I mean, he was just there, so I'm sure he knows a bit of the offense. You incorporate him in there right away because you can't just rely on Ford the whole game. You know, you don't you don't want the same thing to happen. You don't want a big, uh, scary injury to happen, so throw Kareem Hunt in there, even even if it's just for attention. Yeah, like, that's true. I mean, he's he's going to be a great receiving back for him again. He was when yeah. he was there. He's a, a very very solid running peer running back too. Amari Cooper, he he went he did pretty good against the Steelers. Yeah, he, and I think the Titans have a worse pass defense, so I kind of see them going back to him. Yeah, Amari Cooper torched fucking Levi Wallace for the Steelers. Um, fucking Deshaun Watson looked horrible. Amari Cooper looked great. Don't know how that happened. Yeah, but. I'm not sure how that happens either. <laughs> it is kind of crazy. I don't know. But uh, I think I'll go Titans this game because I think the Titans will get back to that running game, giving the ball to Derrick Henry, having him take over that game. I just think that is the recipe for success, your run game. 
Yeah, I can agree with that. It, I also feel like we kind of both have an unconscious bias in this game because we both want our division to lose. So it's like, it's a close, I think this should be a close game, but it's like, I just want the Titans to lose at this point too. Okay. And then like, I feel like you kind of want the Browns to lose too. Now that you mention it, yeah, I do. I would yeah. like to see the Browns lose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll keep an eye on this one. This is definitely more of like a red zone game. I, I'm not going to like bring this up on a TV at any point. I'm just going to yeah. watch the red zone and then watch some highlights afterwards, see if anything cool happened, kind of you know check the stats afterwards. No, but this is a boring game to me. Yeah, to me it's a boring game too. And I feel like it's just going to be sloppy because yeah. Tannehill's Tannehill and Watson looked like Watson last week. So yeah. we'll kind of see. It, it'll be kind of a prove it for either one of the teams in my opinion. Definitely. Unless they both just play really bad and then someone barely wins. Yeah, it's a low-scoring game. Yeah. I mean, I can see it being a low-scoring game. I could see another 17-16 game like involving or, yeah. the Titans. Like, I could very well see that. Moving on to the next one, a little bit better of a game, Falcons versus Lions. It's, it's kind of almost like teams that are similar again. I think the Lions are better for sure, and I'm going to pick them to win this game. I think the Lions' defense is going to have to step it up in a big way. You know, they lost CJ. He's out for the year. Um, and the Lions offense, I think is probably is what's going to make the biggest difference. It might come to a point where Desmond has to start throwing in this game. And I'm just not sure what he could really do yet. So like the safer option here for me is definitely the Lions. Yeah. I think Desmond Ritter, I'm not too sure about him. Like, I think he has a lot of weapons around him. That's kind of got my attention. So I'm not sure what's, What's going on with him? I'll, I'd like to see him progress throughout the season. But the Lions have to stop Bijan Robinson, who just looks like he's on a tear. He's looking like he's going to be rookie of the year. I was thinking of – so they kind of show that replay of his juke that's been like all over Twitter or X or whatever we call it now. Yeah. He kind of reminded me of like a running back Tyreek Hill. I think I might have said this before. But, like, he really – the speed he has really mm-hmm. reminds me of, like, a running back Tyreek Hill. He's super quick. It's – honestly, it's not the speed. It's the quickness. Yeah, the, the, the it, cutting the on shift, a dime. Yeah, the shiftiness. It's very Tyreek hill I think uh, they also – the OC, I believe, for the Lions came out and said they're going to try to get Gibbs more involved in the passing game, mm-hmm. which I always find it weird when they say stuff like that because if I'm the opponent about to face them – those are kind of looks I might start looking at. Granted, you probably don't overthink it too much, but in my head, I feel like I'll just be sitting there like, why are you saying this before we play? Maybe that's a mind game. Yeah, maybe it is. I I'm mean, trying to get the advantage. It's working on me, and I'm not <laughs> even remotely involved in this game. So it's like I'm just sitting here wondering why people always say stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, other teams say it about other players and things too, so that's just part of football, I guess I don't understand. Or they're super, they're super confident in their execution, like, that could be it too, or it could also just be for the fans. You yeah. know, like, oh yeah, hey, we're Talking telling you, yeah. we're telling you what we're doing. This is like what we're trying to build. This is what we're trying to progress. Now that I think about it and say it out loud, I guess that's probably actually a pretty solid reason yeah. why they do that. It would make sense. I think this game will be probably like a touchdown difference. With, I mean, the biggest difference in this game will probably be uh, Amron St. Brown. In my opinion, the Definitely. dude's an absolute stud. My dynasty fantasy football MVP. Um, even if he doesn't finish with the most points, I called him that week one. So now I got to ride that out and I absolutely mm-hmm. will. And he's just like a fun guy to watch. So th- this will be a fun game to watch, I think. Yeah. And this, this game gives me those vibes of 
I think there's going to be one key turnover in this game. There might be like a pick six just out of nowhere. You're not even expecting it. Just feel like this game has that. Um, but I'm definitely going to go Falcons. Bias. I got to roll with Bijan. I mean, I like the running backs. I can see the Lions winning this in my eyes like 28 to 21. That's kind of what I'm picturing here. Okay. I, I think the offense is just generally better on the Lions. Like they've kind of they've been together longer, first of all, and they kind of have a little bit more vets. And I, I feel like that's going to be the difference in this game, in my opinion. Yeah, I want to see in this game, I want to see Kyle Pitts get involved. He I'm, needs to. At some yeah. point, he really needs to. He's hurting my heart. It's like. This is my last year. I want to pick him up. <laughs> well, I think I said that last, again. I think I said that last I'm year. I'm pretty sure everyone said that last yeah. year. And then when the time draft comes around here, like, man, he ain't looking that bad. Yeah, man. He's Fuck not looking it. that bad. He'll, he'll surprise me. I mean, he's fucking surprising me. <laughs> but I also want the Lions to win this to, like, kind of sh- – I would like for them to dominate this game. I don't really see it happening. But it would be nice for them to, like, kind of prove, like, hey, we're one of these NFC teams. Like, we're, we're going to be at the top when it comes to playoffs. Yeah. Ball protection from Jerry Goff, man. 383 attempts without a, an interception. All I'm right. just saying. Listen. I'm just saying. Keep it going. <laughs> he it, he's about to go 384 this time. Man, <laughs> I has to start a new record, man. Moving on to the next game, we got the Saints at the Packers. This is this is actually a pretty good one. I, I might not have thought this like at the beginning of the year, but the Saints defense is a for real defense. Like that, they're yeah. studs. And yeah. the Packers offense seems like a pretty legit offense. Even when they've been banged up, they're still pitting up points. Jordan Love, I mean, you got to trust the guy. The guy's playing unexpe- unexpectedly good. Like, I, I don't know why I wouldn't trust why I wouldn't trust him at this point to, I don't know, he, he, play the guy. He's been by, behind Aaron Rodgers, so he knows something. And he looks like he's been behind Aaron yeah. Rodgers, you know what I'm saying? I think the Packers have the better offense in this game. Uh, I the, the key thing to me is do you get Aaron Jones and Christian Watson back finally? Watson hasn't even seen the field yet. Jones week one looked phenomenal. He looked crazy. Week two he looked really, really good too. Then yeah. he got injured. I'm going to take the Packers to win this because I think they're the better overall team. And without looking, I know week one the Saints put up 17. But I feel like week two they also – pit up like 17 or like something very similar and i just trust the packers to pit up more than them like that's that's what i'm basing this solely off of is that the packers have the offense that's at least clicking mm-hmm. the saints have people on their offense but something is just not necessarily going right for them right now i think i think this game is going to be the battle of the defense who's ever defense plays the best i think they'll they'll take that game like you got you have a young Jordan Love back there against a top Saints defense. Like a very good Saints defense, I should say. And I I think the Saints take this one. I also always give the Packers a little bit of a buff when it comes to them playing at home. Because I think Lambeau is one of those that's really hard to travel to. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily right now, but when it gets really cold and those fans are going nuts, like... That's got to be such a hard stadium to play in. I mean, you you give me Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field, that's the scariest shit. The scariest shit ever. Like, I just know Aaron Rodgers is going to be in his bag. Like, I'm expecting two to three touchdowns, 300 yards. 
Lambo leap. Yeah, efficiency it, through the roof. Yeah, it's now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of weird knowing we won't see him do that again. Yeah, I guess I haven't thought about that until now, and that kind of makes me a little sad. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that is that is a tough one. I was gonna say you you could see it, but then then he's injured. Then I don't even know if the Jets play the Packers this year. Still, yeah. I wonder if he does a uh, a leap in the Giants Stadium whenever he or Giants Jets Stadium whenever he gets his first touchdown. Yeah, damn, can't even see that. I I can't picture. I can barely picture my Jets uniform on this all four snaps yeah. of it. Damn, That's, brings tears to my eyes just thinking about that. I felt like that was Big Ben. Yeah, no, it's gosh, man. Now I'm about to go out in a nostalgia hole and just get super sad because when you think about Peyton Manning, uh, yeah, you, you think about Tom Brady, like all those, I all mean, those even, types of quarterbacks are on the way out the door. Even Philip Rivers with the Chargers, like. Yeah. If you think of Chargers, you think of Phillip Rivers. Right? Yeah. Same with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Like, God. All right. We got to move on. <laughs> you, you picked the Saints. I picked the Packers. We're actually on a lot of different views this one. I think it's like the first time we've. I think so. We've normally agree on like 95% of them. And we're already at a point where we, I don't know if I mean, we picked it, the same team yet. Maybe the Ravens. It's it's just tough. Yeah. We picked the Ravens, but yeah. it's just tough the way this season has been going. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Saints 2-0. Who the fuck would have expected it? I think they're kind of frauds, but we'll see. I think This is going to be their biggest test, in my opinion. Moving on to the next one, we got Texans at the Jaguars. There, there's not much to say about this. Um, the biggest thing I'm actually going to look forward to is to see how Nico does against the Jaguars. I think I'm, – I'm hoping this game's close. I mean, I would love the, for the Texans to beat the Jaguars because division-wise, that would be absolutely amazing. I don't see it happening. I, I definitely have the Jags winning this game, but I'm pretty interested in Nico Collins now, kind of watching him play against solid defenses. Listen, I don't care who you have on the team. You give me Nico Collins, we're going all the way. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm just playing. But no, nah, Nico Collins, fun to watch. Tank Dale had he, had his breakout game last game. Um, he was looking good. But their defense, Texans' defense, I don't think they can withstand it. In this game, they kind of were shooting themselves in the foot with all the penalties last game. Um, and the Colts, I mean, quite frankly, just picked their defense apart until they got to third round points and they just kind of slowed down with everything. Yeah. Uh, I know the Ravens, this is what I'm really interested in with Houston. Like, do they hold the Jags under 30, kind of like they do with the Ravens? And in, because that makes me start thinking about the Colts offense. So like, did the Colts offense just come out like really fucking hot? And is that why they fell in such a deficit? Or does their defense really just suck? Because if, if you hold the Ravens at 25, that's not bad. That's not yeah. bad at all. Yeah. I think their defense sucks, honestly. Um, I mean, I, I'm basing it off one game. But I think their offense, honestly, I think their offense is looking better as of now. Like, I think in the future, the next year, the next season or two, we'll see their offense progress faster than their defense. Obviously, they have to get that O-line, right? But they have those pieces on the offense, and they're clicking. The chemistry's there. CJ's getting the ball to Nico, getting it to Tank. They're, they're clicking. I I do – I know we kind of talked about this a lot last week, but his decision-making was really good against the Colts, and that was pretty fun to watch, a young quarterback with good decision-making. Um, he, he definitely has a lot of things to work on, as every other rookie quarterback ever. But this will be a good test to watch their offense and see what they kind of do. Yeah, and I think I I think I read a random stat. Well, not really random, but when he was given time, his efficiency was 
uh, like top two. He, he looked the best that week. And then when he was under duress, it's like number 32 quarterback. Like he's, he's just horrible out there. Yeah, it's going to take time. It's going to take coaching. Yeah. Um, hopefully that's not a trend that stays because that will kind of get you booted out of the league pretty quick because you're going to be under duress the majority of your games, especially yeah. when you're pretty much starting old line is hurt. Mm. Starting old line hurt. Um, you're, I mean, I just don't feel like that's fair right now. We're not going to see the real C.J. Stroud until his line gets some confidence, until these back, backups get some reps under them. Yeah, it's a really hard team to gauge. I just feel like you just kind of go, they're they're young. Yeah. New head coach, new quarterback. They're building. They're trying to build something at the very least. So you see any kind of progression going forward, then yeah. Yeah. I do think this game, it, it just gives me the feeling that it's going to be closer than it should be. But the Jags still win it just because they're overall the better team. Yeah, I think Jags are kind of upset. They weren't even able to score a touchdown that they come out, that Trevor Lawrence comes out. Just on one, yeah. It, it is in Jacksonville too, so they should. They they quite frankly should. I'm just curious to see if they do. That'll be the biggest thing. Yeah, I mean it's not a tough defense, but again, like you said, they need to execute. You're yeah. at home. Come on, get it yeah. together. Who are you picking to win this one? I don't think you said it. Uh, I want to go Nico Collins, man, but. At Trevor Lawrence offense, man. I trust them more. Yeah. Against and that defense. It's a good point, too. The fact that I don't, I don't think they picked up a single touchdown last week. They didn't. Yeah. So, I actually didn't even think about that until now. Yeah. And, yeah, they they need to come out angry and pissed that they should they should have beat Kansas City the way their defense played. Yeah. But they didn't. Their offense, the offense lost them that game. So, come out here and win you this game. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Moving on to the next one. I <laughs> think. This one, I mean, I don't think it's going to be very close. It's the Broncos at the Dolphins. I mean, maybe the Broncos put up 24. I, I don't think their offense looks that bad. I think their defense has looked really horrendous, in my opinion. Yeah. And this is not a team your defense can go bad against. Like, if you give them anything, they're just going to take the top off and beat you, like, 38 to 24. I think that they're going to take the top off coming right out. Tyreek Hill is just going to continue to do what he's been doing. Matchup nightmare. I mean, he might get triple team. Shit doesn't matter. No, it, it it doesn't. I mean, the Broncos' best hope is that Jalen Waddle doesn't play because I think he might have been in concussion protocol. It was some kind of questionable injury like that. Even then, I, I don't – unless they schemed some really crazy shit to stop Tyreek, I just don't see this game even being close, to be nah. honest. I mean, Sean Payton's coaching the Broncos, trying to make some adjustments with uh, Russell Wilson – Said he's going to start wearing um, the arm the arm thing for plays. Don't know how that changes things. Never played quarterback, so I don't know. Maybe they make some adjustments. I just don't see it against the Dolphins. Also, I almost forgot. I kind of run myself every episode. I am a certified Russell Wilson hater as well now. So my, my QB hating list is it's getting up there <laughs> for sure. Uh, this one is solely based off of the Hail Mary he threw last week to lose me my fantasy game, and then they still didn't win the game. So, fuck Russell Wilson until he is not playing anymore. So, it's unfortunate he made it to my list, but yeah. he did, so he's got to deal with it now. I just want to see him step it up. Man, step it up, make it a good game. Sean Payton shouldn't be going out like this. And it's Russell Wilson's fault. Fuck that. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's. But I don't see this game being close. It would be cool if it was. I just don't yeah, see it. Yeah, I don't think so. 
moving on to the next one. This is actually going to be my game of the week is the Chargers at the Vikings. It's really f- looking <laughs> looking at it now. It's kind of funny saying my game of the week is going to be two teams that are 0-2. That's yeah. It makes me look kind of dumb if you were just looking at the records. Uh, but these are two teams who have both lost two very, very close games. Granted, the Chargers' last game should not have been close. I think the Vikings have had a lot more tougher opponents with the Eagles and the Bucks compared to the Chargers losing to Titans in overtime. That's going to be their worst. Their worst, Depending on how many more games they lose, that's probably their worst loss on the season because you just should not have lost that team. Yeah, I see. I mean, I really think Justin Jefferson gets a touchdown this game. I see him going 100-plus yards again. I mean, and Kirk, honestly, Kirk looked good last week. Four, he looked really good. Four touchdowns. Like I said, he's going to get his receivers the ball. He's going to do his job. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, they lost. But I see them coming out, getting the shootout with the Chargers, obviously. One key injury to keep in mind is Eckler is ruled out now. I think it was official a few hours ago. Mm-hmm. And that offense is different when they don't have Eckler. Yeah, they who who's the backup? I think it's Kelly. Kelly, I like him at backup. Um, I think the Chargers are used to injuries. They're always getting fucking injured. I think they've just learned to deal with it. You still have Keenan Allen. You have Gerald Everett, who needs to fucking step up at tight end. You have Mike Williams. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, they're just injury-prone guys. It's so bad. They somehow figure it out. If you get that Keenan Allen who wants to step it up, he'll, he'll get 100 yards this game. But still, their defense is going to give up points. Like I said, first two weeks, gave up 63 points. I could see them giving up another 30 points. Yeah. Like, no joke. Yeah. If Kirk Cousins out there playing like he was playing last week, yes, they're giving that up. My pick for this is going to be the Vikings because I think the Chargers have a more noticeable injury with Eckler, like a bigger key piece. But that's if I had to pick a winner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw an audible on this. I think it's going to end in a tie. I think, uh, I think we're rooting for a tie. I'm, I'm rooting for a tie, and it just feels like destiny is setting this up for a tie. Like both these teams losing the games that they have. It just... It almost puts like a beautiful bow on top of their beginning of their season. It's just a tie. I mean, if that does happen, the front offices of each team, it'll just be question marks. Yeah. I, like, what the fuck are we supposed to do at this point? What we, the fuck's going on? We literally we, we can't win. We yeah. can't win. We faced the other team who also can't win, and we still didn't win. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I'm hoping for a tie because I won't even know how to explain what the fuck would happen but i am rooting for kirk cousins he's he's high on my quarterback list man i do like kirk cousins i also like justin herbert a lot i'm a big yeah, fan definitely. of Herbert. it this should be a really good game though it should be really offensive heavy and because i think both defenses just have they stunk i don't know what's going on they've not been good and my prediction is they end in a tie because that's what they deserve yeah and i mean ending in a tie means not necessarily, but their defense has to play a part, I think. Yeah, I mean, in the overtime they have to. It's also yeah. a shorter quarter. It's It just feels like maybe a turnover from both teams, and then like yeah. the final drive, they can't do it for some reason. Just like some Just bullshit. fatigue yep. going on, and some bullshit happens, and then they, just nobody wins. No, I can see that. 
Moving on to the next one, we have the Patriots versus the Jets. I'm going to say right now, Patriots are about to get their first win of the season. Definitely. Um, last 14 games have been won by the Patriots. I don't think Bill Belichick is going to lose to fucking Zach Wilson. I don't see it. I, I, I can't picture it at yeah. all. I, the Patriots' offense has been solid. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not saying it's been great. It hasn't been bad. It's been very, very solid. Yeah. And I think all you really need is a solid offense to beat this Jets because their offense is bad. Yeah, they they're horrible. I mean, right right now, as we speak, with Zach Wilson back there, they're horrible. Like, I don't know. I'm all for Zach Wilson, but I mean, help your team out. Like, it's, just, it's, I'm, it's not good. It's just not good. Going, going into Zach Wilson, all jokes aside, I'm just, can the guy even play football? Like, what the fuck is he still on a team for? Yeah, like, it. He, I, he shouldn't be a starting quarterback. Yeah. Even, yes, he wasn't necessarily the starter going into the season. It almost feels like he shouldn't have even been the backup. Like, they should have right. had someone else there. Right. Whether, you, you know what would have been a good move for them earlier is getting uh, Trey Lance as, before the season started. Yeah. Because yeah. he, in my opinion, he's more of an untouched project. So you pit him behind Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's your plan going into it. Like, hey, yeah. we'll give you a seventh. Uh, we pit Trey Lance behind Aaron Rodgers, help him develop him, and kind of see what we got because our offense is still young. We still have a lot of young players. And you want something for the future. I just don't see. They, they At some kind of point, they've had to have thought Zach Wilson can still be the future. Yeah, something he had to show in practice in camp or something. I just don't see it on that field. I don't fucking see it anywhere. I I don't understand. And it looked like they didn't feel that Zach Wilson was ready first game. Um, kept the ball out of his hands a lot. Yeah, I'm not. This this game will probably be relevantly close because this Jets defense is still real. Yeah. And they still have Garrett Wilson, who is still an amazing wide receiver. They still have Brees Hall. Get the ball to him. Yep. It's it's more of Kenne with his Patriots defense because mm-hmm. Bill Belichick will scheme to just beat up Zach Wilson all game, yeah. and it will happen too. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, I feel like this is one we definitely both easily align on. Patriots just winning this one game, their first one of the season. Yeah. Moving on to the next one, we have the Bills at the Commanders. This is, this is a pretty interesting one. I don't know if I would have thought this before, but, I mean, the Commanders are 2-0. Their offense isn't terrible. Sam Howell looks good. I'm not. He looks good for what he is, and he's. I think he's doing a lot better than what people expected. Yeah, Mac Brown over there, um, and you and Chapel Hill, UNC. I don't know. He's breeding quarterbacks. You got Drake May over there right now. That's Sam Howell came from there. Um, he's taking this offense by storm, getting it to scary Terry. Before Logan Thomas was um, injured, he's getting it to Logan Thomas. I mean, he's he he's, threw like a thirty-yard touchdown to Scary Terry, and he pit it absolutely where it needed to be. I think there was like three guys around him in some aspect, and he he placed it like a vet. I'm not saying the rest of his game was like a vet, but he yeah. he placed that ball like a vet. I do have the Bills winning this one, though, and this is more of just because I don't really believe in this commander's defense. I know their D-line is really solid, and they I think they have like 10 sacks in the first two games, which is, which is really good. Yeah. I just don't trust the rest of their defense, and I still feel like the Bills are – if I'm the Bills, I'm still pissed about that week one loss. You should not have lost that game. Right. Josh Allen did not play good. Granted, he had his bounce-back game against the Raiders, like we kind of all expected. 
And he should come into this game kind of with that same kind of chip. Like, yeah, they're 2-0, but, like, this is a team we should still beat the shit out of by pitting up 30 points. Yeah, no, they should definitely walk out of there with the win. But I do think if that D-line of the commanders rattles Josh Allen, I mean, they're going to make it a game. They're going to slow the game down. I think that's how they slow the game down and kind of try their best to take control of it. Yeah, that's our best bet. Definitely, like, continue that rush against uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, if they can kind of make it similar to how the Jets beat him. The, the, the Jets' D-line is what really helped them beat him. And yeah. then he was forced to make those really bad throws to try nice. and make something happen. And then he threw three interceptions. I just I just don't trust the commanders' rest of their defense. That's just my biggest thing on it. Yeah. No, I agree. I do think the commanders are trending in the right direction. Still something to be excited about. And even if this game is relevantly close, they should. I mean, they should be happy. The Bills are a legit team. Yeah, I mean, Commanders two and zero. Those Commanders fans. When's the last time you've seen this team two and zero? It might have been like three or four years ago. Um, but playing the Bills, you're gonna have your. I mean, it's gonna be a match for you. So I just think that D line is your best bet. I mean, your good offense, good offensive play. That's what you'll need, but to help your offense, you need that D-line. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't see this one being close. If it is, I'll be excited, and it'll be fun to watch. But I, I think the Bills win by pitting up like 30 probably. Yeah. I can see them getting 30. Moving on to the next one, we had the Panthers at Seahawks. Bryce Young is out for at least a week or two, officially ruled out. Andy Dalton will be their starter. Quite frankly, it might even give them a better chance with Andy Dalton because yeah. Bryce Young has not been playing good. And maybe, maybe the scheme fits Andy Dalton better to maybe give them a closer game. Uh, at this rate, though, I, I don't think this game is going to go the Panthers' way at all. They're already 0-2. They've, they've had a decent amount of injuries on offense and defense. And the Seahawks, they won a really close one last week against the Lions. DK is also questionable, so we don't know if he's going to play. But... Overall, the Seahawks are a better team, and they should win this game. Yeah. Um, Geno Smith's going to get the ball to Noah Fant. going to get it to um, – fuck, who's your second receiver? Uh, Lockett's their Lock. first. Technically, he's their first. Well, now or yeah, before with he was. DK? Depth chart-wise, he was technically their first. Damn. Yep. Didn't know that. Yep. DK is their second, and then they got Jackson as their third. This is news to me. Okay. Yeah, I'm 90% positive at least. Okay. Um, well, your number you still got your number one receiver. Yeah, I mean, he's a matchup nightmare to me, and he's very reliable. He's out there for me. I think you're good when it comes to reliable targets. He's got to be one of the top ones. Yes, we and talked about it before quiet too, like quiet, reliable. Yeah, absolutely. Like his, we talked about his yards after the catch, not not being too crazy because he's smart with the ball. But you're gonna have him there all year catching what you throw to him. So yeah. he's he's an amazing asset to have on that team, and I just. The Seahawks should win this. They should win it by a lot. They probably won't just because it just feels like a weird matchup kind of for some reason. Um, but I got the Seahawks winning this all the way. Yeah, same. Rolling with the Seahawks. Moving on to the next one, we have the Cowboys uh, at the Cardinals. The one note <laughs> when it comes to the matchup I have in here, I just put LOL. Because this game is not going to be close. This Cowboys defense is going to have another game where they just pick apart this Cardinals offense. Definitely. Cardinals suck. They're the worst team in the NFL. 
I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of a Cowboys hater to an extent because I would love the Cardinals to win this because it'd just be so funny. Yeah, I'm I'm a big defensive guy, so I'm rooting for the Cowboys because Michael Parsons has been on a tear. He's a freak. I that mean, dude is insane. Yeah, I don't see the O line of the Cardinals stopping him. I don't really don't see a lot of O line no, stopping him. You have, you have to scheme for him. Yes, he's just too fucking fast coming off the line. Um, we did have some a pretty bad injury that happened. I think it was it might have even been yesterday. Yeah, Diggs tearing his ACL at I practice. Believe, at practice, that's that one's brutal. He's a big part of their defense. He's a turnover machine. It it sucks. It it's brutal when you see a star player get hurt, and we've just had so many so far. I've read somewhere their kicker, uh, either kicker or their punter, mentioned. Or said he didn't know why they did one-on-ones at practice during the season. So, I guess he was going one-on-one with a receiver. I mean, you know how shifty these new receivers are. Not saying he, he was beat on that play, but there's just a lot of motion involved. You got to use every part of your body to stay with a receiver. Yeah, I, I don't know really anything about them doing the one-on-ones in practice. It's actually the first time I'm hearing about it. But I would assume that's nothing new that they would do. And this defense is good. So, like, it's it's kind of hard to look at it like that because, like, if they're good and you've been doing this, why stop kind of thing? Yeah. One thing I'm also going to look towards this game is um, Michael Gallup. He's been super, super quiet this year. I feel like he's always been a reliable target for them, but they always, like, try to find someone to pit ahead of him in the depth chart each year. Like, when they went and got T.Y. last year, mm-hmm. like, in the middle of the season, I felt like that was to pit him in front of Michael Gallup. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, I'm really not sure what's going on with Gallup. I'm wondering the same thing. Um, last game, obviously, you had to go to C.D. Lamb, and even Ferguson stepped up. But they also have Brandon Cooks coming back, so maybe he goes in front of Gallup. He yeah. goes in front of Gallup there. Yeah, he, I, I don't I don't know. At this rate, I feel like they should just trade Michael Gallup. Cause I, th- I like him. I think he's a pretty solid wide receiver. Yeah. They just... Maybe that it's like, hey, we're going to push you back, but you know, if we get injuries in the season, you're already a really good reliable target to come up for us. I'm not really sure, but either way, this game won't be close. Yeah, no, no, no. It won't at all. Cardinals honestly don't have a chance. Best defense in the league. Yeah, it's, it's going to be bad. Moving on to the next one, it's a pretty similar situation. We have the Bears at Kansas City. The Bears fucking suck, dude. It's, yeah. Honestly, I say the Cardinals are the worst in the league. It it might be between them and the Bears. I know yeah. the Bears are kind of like, it seems like they're falling apart internally, and I think you kind of have a better touch on that kind of stuff that's going on right now. But it just it doesn't feel like they're moving anywhere at all, and it just feels like the same old Bears. Yeah, right now, I mean, the Bears can't get it to their playmakers. Is the quarterback seeing the field? Uh, is Justin seeing the field? I don't fucking know. I mean, they're going against each other now. Justin's pointing fingers, saying it might be coaching while he's playing so robotic. I don't think he's playing robotic. I think he sucks. That's just what it is. Um, DJ Moore feels like he's not being used the right way. And I think that's a trend. Like, wide receivers go to the Bears and feel like they're not being used the right way. They feel like I'm, I'm a great receiver not getting the ball. I don't have an opportunity to get the ball. And who's been at quarterback each time? Justin Fields. I mean, the guy, I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's him. Actually, no, let me take that back. 
it's him. He he sucks. That's yeah. I don't does. see them winning this game. Yeah, I I don't see it either. I am pretty interested on the other side of this to watch the Chiefs' offense though, because I still feel like they haven't really done much. I mean, they beat the Jags last week, but by only putting up 17 points. The Jags are a team that you'd expect to at least put up 20. And, yeah. I mean, week one, they lost to the Lions because they didn't put up enough points either. It's This is a team they should pit 30 up on, quite frankly, and I'm curious to see if they do that. Yeah, a couple of things different there. Eric Bahimi playing in um, Washington now. So their offenses, Kansas City and Washington's, took a big shift. The scoring offense um, of the Washington Commanders is higher than the Chiefs. That is I don't, true. I don't know if it, that's their offensive coordinator. He's over there. Is he calling better plays? Are the plays not the best over here with the Chiefs? I mean, is it because Tyreek Hill's gone? I don't know. You just Your offense is getting picked apart year by year, season by season, I should say. What's kind of funny, now, I want to touch on a few things off of that. One, the Chiefs now have Matt Nagy as their OC, and he was a Bears head coach. I was just <laughs> going to say that. Yeah, yes. so that, that's actually kind of funny to think about because I don't think he's a good coach, if I'm being honest. I don't he wasn't either. good with the Bears. And now that I'm thinking about it, he's not doing good with the Chiefs for their offense. And the other part I want to touch on is Eric Bieniemy because I think he should be a head coach. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't do it because I believe he did interview with a few teams, including the Colts, and I really wanted him because of what he's done in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I know obviously they've had some really good weapons that have made it possible, but I think he's a very, very, very good coach. And now that I think about it, Washington's offense is doing really good. Honestly, I think he's a great coach too. Um, he probably took some heat at the beginning of the season when players – a player or players came out and said he's coaching too tough. Never heard any shit like that. Like, coaching too tough on a fucking sports team? It's dumbest shit I've ever heard. That sounds soft to me, if I'm yes. being honest. I know you're, like, grown men, and, like, it probably does switch a little bit when you go from college to professional because a lot of it, I feel like, is on you as well because, like, cool, if you suck, you just won't be on the team. We'll we'll pick someone else up, you know. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine hearing a football player say that. Like I was any shocked. kind of sports player professionally at that point, it's like, dude, just just play football. You're being paid so much to do this. And it's to me it's to make you better too. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, not even like, about playing football. It's about you look at this guy's fucking resume. Yeah. Look what you're getting in a coach. This worked over there in Kansas City. You it's gonna work here. It's working. What the fuck did you even come out and say that for? Go yeah. talk to your mother or something. Yeah, you <laughs> sound you, you just sound dumb when you, when you come out and say that. It's absurd. Um, but crazy. this game this game shouldn't be close. I'm I'm pretty interested to see how the Chiefs' offense do though, because they should put up quite a few and they should just dominate this game. Yeah, I mean they got it. They got to turn it around. Moving on to the next one, we have Steelers at the Raiders. This is a pretty interesting matchup for me. Uh, the Raiders' offense really hasn't done anything at all. Neither has the Steelers. But if you look on the other side of the ball for defense for both teams, Steelers just won them their last game by playing incredible. Yep. If they play at three-fourths of that, they win this game. If they play at half of that, the very possibility they win this game. Yep. I mean, we're going to need – I I'm going to say we're going to need another defensive performance like that, and I hate to say it. Because I think we have extremely skilled players, skilled players on the offense. I just 
don't it's a lot of in-house drama going on there you know everyone's calling for matt canada out the door um mike tomlin being the coach he is supporting this guy i i don't know what the fuck's going on i as a steelers fan i don't really want to speak on what's going on with the offense i think it's a number of things i think the o-line is digressing i think kenny is not making the right decisions i think um, some of the plays are kind of foolish and also falls back to me, falls back on the offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, and falls on Kenny because why the fuck can't you see the defense and audible out of that bullshit play? If it's a bullshit play, audible out of it. I don't understand why you being the captain of this offense at quarterback feel like you can't audible out of it. Who is the Steelers wide receiver two right now? Right now, it's Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Hey, who's who's the wide receiver three? Do you know? Um, yes, it is Calvin Austin. Calvin Austin. Okay. I mean, I guess those weapons really aren't terrible. You know, Allen Robinson kind of on the tail end of his career. I kind of hurts, but you got Kenny. I mean, not Kenny. You got Pickens out there who's yeah. a young stud. Matchup nightmare for Match, sure. Matchup nightmare. I think if the Raiders want a real chance at winning this, they need to get Josh Jacobs fucking involved yep. in some way or another. You cannot just rely on passing, especially when you're going to be getting pressured. I know it's going to be hard to run against the Steelers defense, mm-hmm. but Josh Jacobs is your second best player on that field at any given time. Yep. Devontae Adams is your first one. You doesn't matter if you just have your best player trying to get all the intention what the fuck's the point of having an elite running back like that? Exactly. Like, give him the ball. I mean, I know he had a bad game last week, but you still have to trust him. Best running back from a season ago. Still, I still trust the guy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're gonna. It's a slow start, but like, you gotta feed him. Yeah. You gotta get his confidence up. You have Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, and you haven't put up over 17 points. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? I. Don't get it. I don't know who their offensive coordinator is, but I don't know. Is is the scheming wrong or what the fuck's going on over there? I'll always kind of root on their downfall too because they got McDaniels and he did that thing to the Colts a handful of years back where he pretty much all but signed the paper to be there and mm-hmm. just backed out at the very possible last second. So Sheesh. I kind of always do hope he falls and doesn't <laughs> do good because that's a fucking scumbag thing to do. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was it was a little bit of drama when that happened, but I, I think the Steelers' defense, I don't think it's going to come out like a letdown for them because this Raiders' offense isn't good. I think the yeah. Browns' offense is better right now than this Raiders' offense, and I have the Steelers winning just because I think their defense will play better. Definitely. I think that defense is freaking motivated. From game one, when they got run all over, passed all over, they're fucking motivated, especially that front eight. Yeah, and their defense is also really fun to watch, which is pretty cool because there's not that many teams where their defense is fun to watch. Yeah. And that's a fun one to watch. For sure. Moving on to the next one, we have Eagles at the Bucks as our first Monday night game. We have two again, which is weird. It has something to do with some kind of contract agreement they have for streaming. This should be a pretty fun game. I'm, I'm pretty excited for this. And I'm, I'm just going to start this off, man. This is going to be my upset of the week. I have the Bucks winning this game. Now, I might as well just say why. Uh, Devontae Smith, he's questionable. I think A.J. Brown is going to step up big time. You know, they had that drama last week. Normally after that, stuff changes, especially if that other wide receiver is already out. Yep. 
But if he's hurt and then the Bucks, as far as I'm aware, are pretty healthy, I think this just has a recipe for the Bucks winning in Tampa a pretty close game. Because I think these teams can go kind of swing for swing with each other right now for the most part. For right now, yes, I for agree. For the most part. Yep. Uh, I mean, the the Bucks are running off some pretty pretty solid wins. The offense is going crazy. Mike Evans has been going nuts. I'm not sure anyone on the Eagles can slow him down. And I'm going to be pulling for the Bucks. I think they're going to get the upside on this one. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's playing with a ton of confidence. I mean, he's always been a confident quarterback, but I think he's playing like he feels at home. Like I like I like what he's got going on there, and this one's going to be my game of the week. Um, it's going to be that high-scoring offense from the Eagles versus a Todd Bowles defense. I'm a big fan of Todd Bowles and his defensive schemes. I just I think this is one is going to be a close game. But I think Eagles still pull it off. Um, I, I like Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift. I think A.J. Brown. Well, no, I know A.J. Brown is going to go off. I know that connection between him and Jalen Hurts is just going to pick up just from all the drama from last week, the nonsense that the media blew up. I didn't think it was all that much. I just think A.J. Brown should have done that on camera or on the field. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And to me... I don't know. I, I do think media blew it up more than what it was, too, because that's, like, the competitive spirit in yeah. him. And, you know, we kind of talked about it before. Like, I kind of hope after the game I mean, they kind of talked about it with a calmer head. Yeah. There's a few things I want to look forward to in this game, one being how much they feed Swift again. I don't know how healthy uh, Gainwell mm-hmm. is anymore or just in this moment in general. Mm-hmm. I don't know how healthy he is. But if he is healthy, I think they need to kind of go more of a 50-50 feed. Run, but running back by committee is fine. You can make it work and can do amazing things. But after he has that performance, you can't just bump him down to getting a handful of carries. Like he, It's, it's got to be some pretty hefty carries, I would say. Yeah, I think the Eagles um, hit the jackpot there. Notice they hit the jackpot. Notice now they can run the ball. They've, they've been running the ball uh, the past few seasons, but... Sanders wasn't nothing like DeAndre Swift. Kenneth Gainwell's not like DeAndre Swift. I think you give him the ball 17 to 20 times. If they're sharing, obviously it's not going to be that much. Yeah. But um, at least 12 to 15 times, I would go to DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Yeah, I would even say 10. Like yeah. 10 would be solid if they're sharing. Yeah. And the part where I could see this kind of shifting away from that, if this turns into kind of a shootout. And that's kind of – obviously, you have to change your offense a little bit to where it's more in general passing. Yep. But even at that point, start using him in your passing game. Because yep. even week one, he had like three targets for a running back, which is just yeah. – considering he had three targets for passing and then one carry, it, to me, it seems like they already like him. Yeah, Kind of in that him. kind of position. And granted, that is always how their offense has gone too. They always get their running backs to be involved in the passing game. But yeah, I also want to see uh, Chris Godwin get his touchdown. I don't think he's gotten one this year. Uh, he is listed as a wide receiver one. Mike yep. Evans is obviously, I'm not. He's not necessarily in that role because that kind of depends on where you line up and yep. who takes more attention and who's kind of getting more looks. But this feels like a game where he's finally going to get that that first one kind of on prime time. Yeah, Godwin. He usually shows up in those random games, like those prime those prime time games where he shows up and it's you can. I really think he's unpredictable. Like, I think he's way better than he actually plays or actually gets the opportunities to play. 
um, the ball just doesn't go his way. Yeah. Obviously, you have Mike Evans. Yeah, and it could also be Baker just likes Evans more. I mean, yeah, you bigger gotta, target. Yeah, the bigger target, maybe a little bit easier to hit. It just feels like during these prime times, this is when God will remind you, he's like, I'm a good fucking wide receiver. Yep. And then everyone gets hyped on him again. Yeah, which if, not, the hype is, for him, I feel like it's pretty real. If the Bucks do pull this game out, it's going to be because of Godwin. Yeah, I think I he's going to be the X factor. I agree 100%. This is going to be a great game, either way, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'm going to go Bucks, and you got Eagles. Yeah, it's definitely my game of the week. Moving on to the next one. it This one could be good. I There's a lot of question marks right now. But we got the Rams at the Bengals. The Bengals need this win so incredibly bad. Yeah. So bad. It's I know Burrow is questionable still because he re-aggravated that leg. As of yesterday, they had some weird thing about a quarterback leaving the team or something and Joe Burrow being the only one active on the roster. In my opinion, that means you're probably going to move up a practice squad, dude, because you might have a little bit of faith in him. But even then, it's like, dude, your star quarterback is questionable and you don't have anyone on the starting roster like besides him. Like that's To me, that's scary. All right, what the fuck's going on? They gotta have some kind of thought process because these guys are way smarter than we are. Mm-hmm. They, this is their living. Yeah, but from the outside looking in, that's fucking weird to me. That's very weird. Yeah, I mean, your quarterback's playing injured. It's like what the fuck? Your emergency quarterback. I'm sure it's like a fucking running back or something. Someone's yeah, in there. I mean, something odd. he's not a quarterback, obviously. So he needs some help. Yeah, I think the Bengals want to win this. Obviously, Burrow needs to be in there, and they need to get Jamar Chase going. This is week three, yeah. and he's been silent this whole time. He yeah. was going into the season. He was like it, the conversation was Chase or uh, Jefferson. That's the conversation mm-hmm. with those young wide receivers. And right now, it's not even a conversation. Yep. It's not even a debate. Yeah, I just haven't seen Jamar Chase, and this is this is going to be a tough game for the Bengals. Rams Stafford, he's playing his ass off. I mean, Puka, Puka is going crazy. I mean, ten plus catches. I mean, he had 17 catches in one game, if I'm remembering that right. Um, one game, he definitely had 13 catches for, like, 119. And 2-2 Adwell, I can't forget about him because he's playing, he's playing very well. He's playing very good, but he's just getting overshadowed because Puka's young. Puka's getting more touches. Puka's getting the touchdowns, too. Yes, he's getting, he's getting those points. I mean, Stafford, like I said, Stafford's going to work with anybody. He's going to get the ball to anyone you put in front of him. He played in Detroit when they were just dead last. He's going to get you the ball. Yeah, and another thing to kind of think of, which I don't know why I didn't think of this till now, is Aaron Donald against this terrible Bengals O-line. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a game changer as well. I kind of wish this was flipped with the Eagles one because it's like when – so the Eagles start at 7.15. This will start at 8.15. Mm-hmm. It's like I could find myself wanting to watch the Eagle-Buck game more than this one. Yeah. So I kind of wish they were switched just because I could retain my focus a little bit more. Yeah. But the way it is, it's kind of hard. I'm going to have to like throw up two TVs to watch these because both these games, they should be good. Biggest thing with the Bengals is going to be if Joe Burrow's playing. If Joe Burrow plays, I'm going to take the Bengals because if they don't, they're almost dead. And that has to be some kind of crazy motivation, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I think, I mean, I'm definitely going to have two sources of watching the games. But 
I, I just don't see the Bengals winning. I just think Stafford, man, he's just looking too good right now. He's yeah, looking good out there. It's very hard for me to see the Bengals winning. It's just they they can't go on three. That's that's right. my thing. That's the back the is against thing. the wall. I feel like so early, and they got to get their shit in gear. That's yeah. that's all. That's pretty much the only reason. If they're both one and one, playing how they were still playing, like let's say the Bengals just squeaked out a win against the Browns or something, playing the way they did, I would pick the Rams. It's it's a scared dog right now, and they they got to get this fucking win, man. And Sean McVay, man, he he has a top football mind. Like, for him to be as young as he is with that type of a mind, I mean, I'm sure he's thinking about, okay, this team doesn't want to go 0-3. This team's going to push all their weapons to, you know, show up. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah, I think Sean Mc... I think coaching will win this game, honestly. Okay, I agree. I I could see this going either way. Like I said, strictly because the Bengals are the way they are right now. Yeah. That wraps up our predictions for week three. There is one more thing I kind of want to touch on because it's pretty big this weekend. It is the Premier Lacrosse League Championship. I'm a big Red Wings fan. Um, they will not be in this game. It will be the Water Dogs versus the Archers. I'm going to go. Well, first thing I want to say about this is they're playing on 3 p.m. on Sunday. They've played on NFL Sunday every championship game. They've done. They've executed so many more, so many good things. They um, they bought the old lacrosse league that was not doing good at all, and this is the most successful lacrosse league there's been. And you decide to pit your championship games every time on Sunday. I can't comprehend it. Yeah, I'm actually interested in it, but 3 p.m. on a Sunday that's like prime time to be watching football. I'll definitely have to record it, but. I'm just a big fan of lacrosse right now because of the way they score. Like, I don't know, just swinging the stick behind your back, behind your head, it's just crazy to me. Yeah, professional lacrosse is in a great place right now. They've had a lot of young, young players, like, develop really, really good. I feel like this is kind of like the generation where a lot of people started as kids. Like, I don't feel like it was that common before this generation. Yeah. And, like... They've played since they were kids, and you're seeing. That's why you're seeing some crazy ass plays yeah. from a lot of players. Super skilled. Yeah, it's not just. There's this uh, old player called John Grant. He was pretty much known for being the guy who would just score anyway. Now it seems like every team has one player who can do that. Yes, and I've been seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like every other play is a highly played some way or another. That was not the norm back in the day. Damn, that's crazy because. Me starting to watch it, I would think that the way this is happening, I'm like, damn, this just seems so normal. It's it's taken such a great leap in the progression for lacrosse. It's 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 awesome. Their next great leap is going to be not putting their fucking championship game on NFL Sundays. Yeah, that's that's a tough one for viewership. I mean, it's just if you like lacrosse, go ahead watch it. If you like football, it's just you're competing with the NFL. Yeah, and I I love lacrosse, but. I'm gonna watch the NFL. Exactly. Like, it's just yeah. I'm I'm gonna watch the NFL. It's it's just more complete to me, you know? Yeah. Like it it it's gonna take it. I have more memories with it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take priority. I'll probably have it on my phone on the side or something and paying half attention to it unfortunately. And then go back watch the highlights and replays and stuff. Definitely. My prediction for this game though is gonna be the Archers winning. Um I feel like they're due. I know you don't really have much history watching PLL, but they've always had like a really, really good offense. 
and they always seem to fall short somehow. And I think they're due. The what they're facing the Water Dogs. Water Dogs won last year, so it's. I feel like it's obviously going back to back is some kind of crazy motivation. But after you get your first one, it's being there to get your first one. I feel like it's more motivation than to go back to back. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be very interested in this. I mean. Archers might even be my team if they pull this off, man. I might go bandwagon. Hey, I uh, mean, that's a great way to get into it. Yeah. Right? We'll we'll recap this a little bit next episode, too, just to kind of talk about it, you know, get your opinion on it. I'm, I love hearing your opinions on lacrosse just because you're so fresh into it. It's, yeah. It's sweet. But outside of that, that's that's all we got for this episode. Sweet. <laughs>